Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Table Manners. I'm Jessie Ware and I am knackered. How are you, Mum? Darling, why are you knackered? Because I'm eight months pregnant and I am promoting the hell out of myself in the next few weeks. I'm exhausted by myself. Well, it'll be very nice to speak to someone else tonight then, won't it? Who's promoting something. Well, it's a good day to have got him as well. Listen, what's happened today? But yeah, so back to me for a second. I am on the one show. On yeah. Friday, a massive deal, Mum. Yeah, I've never. If only seen your grandmother show. was alive. Oh my God, my grandma Gaga would have loved it. She would have it. loved it. So I'm on the one show, and we did these because this is what you have to do when you're a pregnant person, and also COVID times. We did three different recordings, no, four different performances, all set up in different ways, at the London Coliseum. Europe's largest stage. It's the home of the English National Opera. Darling, I'm familiar with the Colosseum. You took me there, right? We've Did we seen go see Madame the, Butterfly. The Mercado there? The Mercado. We've seen Carmen there. We've seen I love it. Of, it's amazing. They yeah. were so sweet and they let us do a filming Beautiful. day. And so the performance that you'll see on the one show, if you fancy tuning in, is from the Coliseum. So thank you so much to the Coliseum for letting us use it. See, I always wanted you to be an opera singer. I know. Well, I saw So you up. got to the Coliseum. Sorry, Mum, we're just recording. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it may not have been opera on there, but I, I sung a few tunes. Mum, now, what do you think about this? You know, we've had this discussion before about the free coffee at Pret. Yeah. Did I went into one? a Pret. No, I don't know. I, I got a bit overexcited, and then I felt like I flustered the woman. And because the bloody barriers are up, where we've got the perspex and the mask, I don't know whether she you was offering connect. me one or not. Okay. Okay, so what do you think about this? She said, I was buying some bits and bobs, and then she went, and do you want a coffee? And I said, oh, no, darling. She was asking if you want coffee with your sandwich. That's what I thought, because yeah. I got really excited, and I went, oh, a coffee? Thinking I'd like, I got the golden ticket. I freaking got my free prep coffee. Did you? And no. So I of course got... she didn't. She's asking you, she's ticking off a list to sell more. I know, more. I was a bit sad. For a moment, I thought I was going to get one. I think they say you're going to get a free coffee. This is on the house. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, I was, I was that close. So today we have... Oh, it's very exciting. Someone who is going big. In what sense of the word, Mum? He's going big in terms of... His book's called Go Big... It's about rethinking how we can change society and all your great ideas he wants you to enact. Does it say Lenny for president? No. Will you be discussing that as an appendix? I was a bit sad that I was omitted from his grand plan. But but it is about how to think about big ideas and feel energised to use them. Okay, so the day that we are recording this, Dominic Cummings has just... He's been going big. (laughs) On the accusations. On the, on the blame game. So so today has been the day yeah, where he is like... Yeah. As, as Private Eye said, he needed a, a whole 
troop of buses to throw everyone under them. <laughs> and what have you made today, Mum? So I had a most delicious meal with friends on the second day after we were allowed out. Mm-hmm. And my very, very good friends... Let's um, give her a shout-out, because she right, listens. Jill Wood and other friends there were Claire, Peppy and Julia. We, <laughs> we've been meeting for a long time. And we don't usually discuss politics. We discuss much more basic, interesting things. Won't go into detail, but it was a girls' night. And she cooked a delicious meal. And, yep. And she cooked a delicious meal, and I've literally copied everything she cooked. But they are from some really brilliant cookbooks. Yeah, mostly Otto Lenghi and Sammy Sammy. Tamimi. So I've cooked cod with harissa and chickpeas. Mm -hmm. I've done some lettuce, gem lettuce, with zata and lemon and olive oil. Zata girl. So it's kind of like and a Palestinian deviled egg. A Middle Eastern, yeah, Middle, yeah. A, a Middle, Middle Eastern, Eastern deviled, deviled, deviled egg. Well, the whole, de- the whole meal is Middle Eastern. Topping it off with mm. something that was so delicious. I hope it's Middle Eastern eaten mess. So if I tell you there's rose water and pomegranate in the mix, you'll be excited. With girl. a syrup made of sumac... And sugar oh, and lemon wow. at the bottom. Yeah. Also, should we say why you've asked him to come at 6pm? Look, I'm just going to have to come clean. He's going to be late as well, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I'm going to have to say from the outset, thank you so much for coming at 6. There is a reason. Because at 5 to 8, I'm going into the sitting room and I'm watching the footy because it's our big night. Please, God, we win. <laughs> 5 to 8. Do you know, the, getting kicked do, out do you know it's a very important day, why? May the 26th. It's when we won the trouble. The actual date. Oh, man, do you remember we kept that champagne book? And you sat and you started to cry because you thought we'd lost. (laughs) And you were over in the corner crying and then we scored. You missed the goal. (laughs) She was crying. Hey, it's a good night for us then tonight. Please, God. Ed Miliband going big on Table Manners. Thank you Cheers. very much. Your podcast Cheers. is such an institution. Oh, oh yeah. everybody. <laughs> I mean, you know. We haven't even started arguing yet. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be on our best behaviour. Um, how are you? Okay. Yeah? Yeah. Eating well today? No, I haven't really eaten well today. That's kind of, I was saving myself. Okay. You're very tall. Really? I didn't imagine you were going to... <laughs> I've grown, actually. It's gone big, yeah, hasn't it? I've grown in the last... You've, yeah, you've gone not big. being leader. Yeah. I've, I'm no longer chest. hunched. Um, well, big day <laughs> after the, 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 the yeah, big mean, day today. Yeah, wow. I haven't really, pro- I haven't properly followed it. But well, we haven't. It sounds relatively it. devastating. Yeah, but <laughs> I think we'll go. Boris will stay here. I think he won't take much notice, but he won't. He just said, how does he get away with so know. much? Like it's just, I don't. It's like everyone's so numb to well, salacious. That's what I thought about when I read your book. I mean, I haven't read it and memorised mm, it. Sure. But your idea is that we should seize this moment mm. and make changes. Mm. And however big they are, we should think, yeah, we can do this. Definitely. But don't you think that people have become kind of numbed and are slightly inert, younger people, because nothing changes? Are you they know, inert, though? I think they're quite inert. You think they're inert? <laughs> uh, to invent a word, I think they're, I mean... 
if you think about younger people, they, they're what give me hope because they are passionate about climate change or, you know, racial justice yeah. or all of the issues in our society. I mean, they're impatient and sort of rightly so. I, don't, I think you're sort of... Look, there needs to be a proper inquiry into what happened, basically. And Absolutely. I think in the moment it's going to be he said, he said, isn't it? Yeah. So this is, I, I'm not changing the subject, but this, this is your, this is your... This is my house. Is this where you grew up? Then, yeah. Lucy? Oh, wow. So I'm still here, but I'm thinking, I keep on looking on modern house to see if I can move to something new, newer and smaller. In this area or? Probably nearer to her, a little bit. Where are you, Jessie? I'm New Cross. Right. Um, so... She's a pioneer. <laughs> pioneer? Which is a long way from Panzer's Deli. Yeah, we don't have a good Jewish deli. Panzer's Deli is pretty good, isn't it's it? It's my favourite place. I know. But it's like, you, do you know Zabar's in New York? No. no. Zabar's is this famous deli in New York. No, Where we is don't it? know that one. We know Ross and... What um, is it? I presume Lower East Side, maybe? No, I East think it's Upper West Side, but I think oh. it might be elsewhere as well. Anyway, it's where yeah. I, you, I, when I... I lived there when I was 18 with my dad and we used to go to Zabar's. So let's talk about your family yeah. and growing up, because you moved around a lot. Yeah. Who was cooking and what were you eating? Or were you eating so many my different cuisines because cooked. you were everywhere? So your mum comes from Poland. Yes, Poland, yes. My, and so, your dad's Belgian. Yes, so my so the, both of them are refugees. My dad came here um, with his dad just before the Nazis arrived in Brussels. Um, he came as a 16-year-old with nothing. He came as Adolf Miliband. Uh, and his and his landlady said to him, "We can't have you called Adolf. Wow. You're so going to be Ralph. You're going to be Ralph from now on." Because it was probably uh, quite a nice name. Well, I I think he thought his, I think it was with a ph, um, but I don't know. I think well, he always used to say, "I don't know quite what my mother was thinking," but I mean, obviously it wasn't Adolf at that point. I mean, it wasn't no. you know, uh, suppose he was born in 1924. But anyway, he so he came here and then he sort of learned English and. It was in the Royal Navy, and uh, so they let people who came from abroad into the Royal Navy. Yeah, no, they they absolutely did uh, because he was a, what they call a headache. He was somebody who listened to the radio transmissions to try to intercept. Nice. Yeah, oh, how I don't think he was very. He always said he wasn't very good at it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so he did. I think A levels. He, he went to. I think it was Acton Technical College. Did he learnt English? Did A levels, and then. I think he started at the London School of Economics, then went to the Royal Navy, and then finished after the war. And then my mum was in hiding. I mean, she lost her father. Uh, in fact, we only found out in 2014 when I went to Yad Vashem, actually exactly where my grandfather had died. Really? Yeah, in the, it was in a, um, a labour camp, a German labour camp. Uh, well, I mean, you know, you, I don't think labour camp is quite the right word, but it was like a starvation camp yeah. it was to build a German airfield in Heilfingen and to be fair it's, an, it's a, actually quite what's happened since is quite inspiring because two teachers it's been, essentially been covered up that there was this labour camp where lots of Jews had been transported I think from Auschwitz to there to build this airfield at the end of the war and it had been basically covered up by the town and then these two teachers were like well we can't have this covered up so they kind of surfaced the past and one thing after another, there's now a memorial there. And I, we, I went with my mum and my brother and my aunt. And my grandfather was buried in a mass grave. But then, you know, there is a proper memorial now. And they've really, I mean, they've done an amazing, Good. they've done an amazing thing. Uh, anyway. So your mum was, no. My mum was in hiding. So my mum was in hiding and she was hidden 
I mean, eventually she's in a convent and then hidden by a Catholic family who saved their life and the life of her sister. And uh, in, in Poland, yeah. And she, so they, they they sheltered her mother, her and her sister, and then eventually she came here after the war. And where did they meet? They met at the LSE. Because they were both... Well, my, my mother was a student. And your father he, was... Yeah, a, a, a lecturer. Yeah. Mm. Are you the younger brother? I am, yeah. So you grew up with David. Yeah. And who was... And did you have family meals? Did yes. Did you sit and eat? Yes, dinner? definitely. What were you eating? What were we eating? I think my Big mom, food family? Big foodie family? Quite big food family. My mum was a great cook, actually. She just cooked dishes from all over the world, is my memory of it. Uh, well, actually, my grandmother. So my grandmother lived in Israel and then came to live in in England, and she would cook traditional Jewish food. Um, chicken soup, matzo chicken balls, soup, yeah. matzo balls, definitely. Bit, like, be definitely, yeah. So, growing up, your mum was the cook. Definitely, my father was quite. He was quite lefty in his views, but quite traditional in his <laughs> approach. <laughs> I remember I um, I did live with him in America at one point. And we spent three and a half months together. I, you know, I was out of school in the UK, and I mean, he was a pretty dreadful cook. And we used to eat quite a lot of pasta with tomato sauce from the tin. And about two weeks before the end, I remember eating the pasta and the tomato sauce and looking at the jar, saying, "Dad, I think you're supposed to warm up the tomato sauce." <laughs> and he said, "Oh, you're right." <laughs> so yeah. It was my mum who did the cooking. So are you um, left-wing in your views and traditional in your no, gender No, I am much more... I have tried to be more consistent, Lenny. Definitely try to. Do you to. cook? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. What's your, what's your go-to dish? I'm a recipe follower rather than a, a recipe box follower and a, and a recipe follower. And also the, I, my ch- children sort of like quite simple food, so... You know, I'd sort of... Still a lot of pasta and tomatoes. Yeah, so probably yeah. I, I managed to warm up the tomato sauce. No, I'm quite... <laughs> I'm surprisingly able to follow a recipe, but I'm not somebody. My, the thing about my mother was she didn't need a recipe. She just she just seemed to rustle things up, whether it was stuffed cabbage or mm. meatballs mm. or chicken or chicken mm. and couscous or whatever it was. She just managed to do it. I don't know what it was. She just had it. She just had it. Yeah. Which books have you been like cooking out of quite a lot, like recipe books? God, that's a good question. Or have you been using BBC Good Food? Because we all do. Yeah. Or... Yeah, BBC Good Food. I sort of look on the internet. I'm, I might, Justine would say I'm very good at buying cookbooks and less good at following oh, yeah. them. We all love that. But you they're know, so beautiful. They're, they're so beautiful. So they romantic. have such nice pictures. Yeah. The beautiful you know, elements. You, you know what I would really recommend? I'm, my children joke about this. I'm a big reader of the New York Times. The New oh, York that Ti- is fantastic. The New York Times yeah. cooking app yeah. is really oh, yeah. good. I, 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 I mean, I definitely yeah. follow the yeah. New York Times cooking. If you that, have to download it and you have to so pay. The Nosrat must be. That would be, my, that would be yeah. my go-to. So, like, I made Justine this sort of tomato and white bean soup recently, which was the first time I made it was okay and the second time not so good. But... Uh, you know, so you can sort of... Oh, yeah, that's uh, a great idea. It is really yeah, good. Yeah, it's Don't a fantastic think... app. I think it's great, yeah. And where do you go out to eat? Do you go out a lot? I've forgotten what going out is like. Oh, no. uh, Have you been out yet? Uh, we've been out a couple of times. Um, there's a, actually a very nice Italian place in, called Amine a Cura in Quick Kentish Town near where we live. Um, we like Dishoom. Do you know Dishoom? Yeah. yeah. King's Cross. Uh, Morrow, do you know Morrow? Yeah, we're going to. It's our tenth wedding anniversary on Thursday, and we're Mazel going tomorrow. Tazel. Yeah, tomorrow. Is that tomorrow? tomorrow? Yes, it's tomorrow. Have you got a present? I yeah, I'm on this on the way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love Morrow. They they do Justine, that. Justine's favorite. It's my favorite too. Amazing. They do that lamb. 
that's so well, fabulous. Well, and Marito's great too, which is, you know... It's uh, yes. Door. Yeah, it's great But you too. do have to sit with the food almost on your lap. No, I don't mind it's that, tiny. it's closest to you. Okay. Um, <laughs> but um, I was wondering, I mean, what was it like when you were the leader of the Labour Party going out? Did you feel like everyone had a point of view to tell you when you were going out, whether it was like eating out? Did you avoid <gasps> eating good, out? To, taxi a good drivers. job my wife is not in this conversation. She would say... It was grim. Was, was it grim? Was it a pain in the ass? I think it was pretty... I, you know, I think in retrospect, and I should have sort of realised it more at the time, I think it was significantly grimmer for her than it was for me. Because I think really? you, are, you are powerless, really. As a spouse, you're powerless to do anything about mm-hmm. whether it goes well or badly, really, fundamentally. I mean, you can provide support, but you can't mm-hmm. do anything about it. You're, in her case, a professional woman. What does she do? She's a high court judge. She's now a high court judge, um, but which I'll say something about in a second. But you know, she's like my wife. Mm. She was then a lawyer, environmental lawyer. I said, you know, the reason I laugh is that since I stopped being leader, her career has sort of taken off. She became a QC, a deputy high court judge, <laughs> and a high court judge, which is rather suggests how much I was holding her back. But yeah, so, so, and you know, I remember actually, I think it was Morrow. I remember maybe it was during the leadership campaign, but I can't remember. But I remember her saying that it was one particularly grim dinner where we went to Morrow. And it was sort of like she felt like, the, you know, the eyes of the Bottle restaurant. We're I mean, on you a... certainly look very fresh and young. Oh, you certainly you. Look, look better than if you than were I did. the opposition leader. I probably, look, I probably feel and look better than I did. Do you feel sorry for Keir? I feel sorry for anyone doing that job. It's a very exacting job. It's a, it's, it is a very exacting job. But, but, you know, there are more difficult jobs in, in the world. Sure, and you choose it. Yeah. No one made you do it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Do you think Jeremy was your natural successor? I don't know about natural successor. Um, I mean, you talk about activating young people. He certainly yeah, did that. People yeah, loved him. Yeah, he um, did. But I think Keir is, is fantastic. But I can see. Why do you think he's fantastic, Mum? Because I think he's forensic. I think he's a good, honest man. I don't think he's full of bullshit. I think he means what he says. I completely agree with you about him. He has decency, he has integrity. Yeah. You know, in spades, and I think the more people know about him and get to know about him, the more they will like him. Yeah. And I think he's come in at the most difficult time. He often jokes about this. You know, he's literally not spoken to an audience at all mm-hmm. in his first year because of social distancing yeah. and and so on. So it's a very odd. Mm. It's just it's been and such an he, unprecedentedly difficult time. To, and he challenges, but he's got to look as if he's supporting everyone. And also, the other thing about that job is, honestly, as I know to my, I know well, you know. Everyone in the Labour Party thinks that you know it's got advice for you about how you know really must sm- well, smile more, smile less, do this more, do this less. You know, it just it sort of slightly comes with it. And, you, and I, I think the thing I learned the most, and maybe I should have done this more, is you've got to be yourself. Well, you that's... can't pretend to be something you're not. Now, actually, Boris Johnson does pretend to be something yeah. he's not, but leave him to one side for a second. Yeah. But I think you know, for other people, I think it's just very you got to you got to sort of. Bring who you are. And I think that's what the public want. But you see, there's something about Boris. He's created this Boris person. That the fact that a, you call him Boris yeah, is also... Alistair like, Campbell goes on about that. He's Boris Johnson. Tessa Jowler was used yeah. to say this to me. Yeah, yeah. he's and Boris but, Johnson. So, but he's created this thing. He's Boris, you know, who ruffles his hair and he gets things wrong a bit. You've got to take the long view on these things. You know, the, the reality is that... We've been through such a terrible moment terrible, as a country. Yeah. And let, let's be honest about it. It would have challenged any government. Mm-hmm. But it's come out of 
well, not out of nowhere, but you know, it's not, yeah, nobody yeah, expected. It's true. You know, if we'd all been saying to each other, we're going to have spent a year of social distancing and all these restrictions, we'd never have believed it. Mm, mm. And so it's been totally unprecedented. And I think there is a natural tendency, and you see this right across the world, for people to be relatively generous to their governments. You know, to, to, to sort of to give quite a lot in saying, okay, well, you know, it's hard. And I think the question is not, where are we now? The question will be, well, who's got a better view of the future? And I think there is going to be a sort of the world of the pandemic and the world after the pandemic. And I think they are two different things, really. And the thing for Labour is you've just got to say, well, this is what we do for the country. And then people will have to make up their mind. I mean, I, look, I agree with you that Boris is a Boris Johnson is a, is a figure... Um, I, I think don't think the public are that much in love with him, by the way. I mean, I think people have very, think? Mm, I think people have very mixed view. People know he's a chancer. Now the question is, is he a chancer who's on their side or not? And that's what we've got to. I mean, some of your books reminiscent of his levelling. You, yeah. you talk about yeah. disadvantaged people yeah. Yeah. and people who are doing very yeah. well. Yeah. And he talks about levelling up. Yeah. He only seems to be levelling up in certain areas. Well, also, he's good at talking about it, Lenny, but the question is, he is he going to do it? Yeah, is he going to do it? You see, look, you know, I'm an MP in Doncaster. You know, I, obviously, I'm, I'm the MP, but there's one seat in Doncaster that went Conservative at the 2019 election. But I think what... You know, people in Doncaster are going to be saying, was, well, OK, the, the rhetoric is fine. And we do feel, and, you know, I say in the book, Brexit, the financial crisis, what coronavirus has illuminated about the country, they all speak to a sense of people feeling like this country doesn't work for them. This economy doesn't yeah, work they feel, for them. they feel excluded, yeah, don't they? I just so many conversations I had with people around Brexit. And, you know, lots of people say, oh, Brexit was immigration, Brexit was the EU. Honestly, the, the, the vast majority of the conversations I had with people in my constituency about Brexit, and it was a significant majority for Brexit, one of the highest in the, among Labour seats, was, I want a new beginning for the country. I want better industry. I want jobs for my kids. Basic things that people would think, well, that's reasonable yeah, enough. I mean, How's that working out? Well, you, well make, you make that point very clearly about traditional mining towns yeah. where they can't go back to those exactly. horrible jobs. But, but the but, jobs haven't been replaced. But there's nothing there for them, yeah. And, you know, I've got this job now as Shadow Business and Energy Secretary and just want to call with some of the trade unions and actually some of the green groups about, you know, well, what do these jobs look like in the future? Where are, you know, where are the new jobs going to come? That's the, so but, where are they? Well, there are jobs that can be done. I mean, think about you know, this climate transition is massive. I know. I mean, it is massive. You know, how you heat your home, how we drive around, mm. green spaces, all of those things. Now, think about the jobs that need to be done. i tell you who is doing actually a good job on this is Biden, Joe Biden. Yeah. You know, he's saying, look, this is about, people talk about climate, I talk about jobs. You know, this is about the jobs of the future. And I think there is a really positive, exciting vision of how we can transform the country in a, in a better way. <laughs> Whilst mum tends to... It is, uh, it is incredibly nice of you to cook for me, by the way. Well, it's part of the shtick. I yeah. mean, that's our shtick. What are we, am I allowed to ask yeah. what we're having? I mean, I feel like the chef should say this. So I've made cod with chickpeas and harissa. Sounds fantastic. And some eggs done with kind of za'atar and chilli and some herbs on the top. 
um, some just ordinary rice, and I've done some blistered tomatoes with yogurt, which is Ottolenghi, and some little gem lettuce with some nigella seeds on the oh, top. That sounds absolutely fantastic. <laughs> I mean, You're not fed. I mean, not a bacon sandwich inside. No. We ask everybody yeah. on the podcast what yeah. their last supper would be. Oh my god! So it would How be grim. no. Okay, well you're going to a desert island. You're not going right, okay. somewhere else. Yeah. So, starter, main pudding, oh gosh, drink of choice. That is really hard. Ed, you should have been prepared. I should have been prepared. You can think about underbriefed. I'm gonna have to. I'm, I'm gonna, yeah, you're gonna have to fucking talk to your person. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, I need I need some time to think so about. So think this. about it. Think about it. That's fine. So I want to know how's the bike. Good. Yeah. The Mum's left is... that one out for you just here if you wanted to have a little go on it. <laughs> They've got a stationary bike. <laughs> you know, it's quite, it's quite compact. Though. I like yeah, it is. I like it. And I watched it. I mean, I've got quite a lot of questions about transport for you. Yeah. Um, do you have an electric car? Yes, I do. I How's that going car. for you? It, it's, there's a great community of people who meet at charging points <laughs> and struggle. <laughs> I met this, honestly, I met this, I met, I, I mean, I cannot tell you. So my in-laws live in Nottingham and uh, we spent a long time, it's good for family bonding. Why? So, well, because we spent an hour and a half at the McDonald's in Loughborough re- recharging. I guess that is good, a compromise for your, your eight-year-old, and your, no, your 10-year-old and 12-year-old yeah. to go to McDonald's. So I guess that's good. Yeah, that was good. Um... And then I met a couple, I, was, I actually drove up to Doncaster and then drove back down a, a, sometime later, a few days later, and uh, I met a couple who were absolutely gnashing their teeth. They said it had taken them eight hours to get on some journey because they had so much trouble with the charging points. I mean, our charging infrastructure is... But range, you know, the range anxiety is... So at the moment, we've got a Renault Zoe, we just a trial. Uh, my mate, yeah, my mate 200 drove miles. me in that. Yeah, okay. 200, I mean, 200 miles. Yeah. In fact, I'm, Nick, I'm going to take Nick Ferrari for a drive in it. Um, don't ask. Uh, yeah. Wow. How's um, that? Well, I don't know. It hasn't happened yet. I right. offered him a drive. But um, this looks fantastic. That's it. It yeah. does, Mum. I, I presume it's going to keep on him. Because I got told that I sh- shouldn't get an electric car just yet. I kind of Thank rate you. all the people that are doing it now. But apparently they're going to get much, much better as people invest I mean, more. there are you can get them on a sort of month-by-month month basis. The subscription service yeah, is and, thing. Yeah, and, and, and I think there's... So I think my instinct is they are the range is going to improve. But yeah. actually, the range is not that bad. Yeah. Um, uh, and... Do you have a charger outside your house? We, we've got a lamppost, yeah. Oh, that's good. This is so kind of you. And also on the day of a like Man United game. Well, no, she, no I mean you are getting kicked out in fifty nine. Yeah, minutes, but, you know, or you're what watching. time does the game start? Eight. Got anywhere with your Last Supper, Ed? Still working on it. <laughs> Ed, Ed I'll really you're not a foodie, are you? Not. It's not like you go, you're not going to go. Oh my god, Don't I need this. His physique. He's not a foodie. I'm a cold water swimmer now, too. Are you having a midlife crisis? Because every man is into cold Definitely. water swimming. Definitely. Uh, you follow Wim Hof, I presume? Uh, no, I think Jeff, my co-host, told me about Wim Hof. Yeah, that's the next person that you've got to Stig kind of... Abel said that nobody who's ever been cold water swimming hasn't boasted about it, which I think <laughs> is definitely true. Where are you doing it? Um, the, uh, Hampstead Ponds. It's very oh. good for you. The men's pond. It is it? good, yeah. yeah. Oh I God. really recommend cold water swimming. No. 
not doing it. Why that. not? I've struggled getting into the kids' pool 29 degrees the other day. I'm not doing bloody four. I'm sorry. I've got you know, better you things see, to do. You see the ducks. I can see them and feed them <laughs> from the side, Ed. You feel in, you're communing with the ducks? Lenny, you're looking <laughs> appalled. Has your health improved since you are no longer the Labour Definitely. leader? Definitely. Really? Well, I don't know, but... I mean, uh, yeah, it's sort of... It's quite a stressful experience, don't you think? Did you want to be leader? Yes. Or did people no, say I wanted you to should do it. do it? No, I wanted to do it and I felt I had something distinctive and important to say. And that is a unique privilege to have done it and I wouldn't wish I hadn't done it. No, but it takes it take, definitely takes its toll. And also there is something about being part of a team working for a sort of common goal which is quite unique and you know you get a chance to talk to the country about where the country is how things need to change i mean that is a big thing so i definitely wouldn't i don't sort of re- don't regret doing it um but it is I, I think the biggest sacrifice is about family the intrusion into your family life and you know e- my kids were even younger than obviously and were they aware of it not really the older one a little bit when we when i lost but but um you know, he was only sort of five or six, so it's sort of not, you know. Um, I was, I had my, you know, but I'm now back on the front line in a sense, not not as leader, Shad- obviously, yeah. shadow uh, business energy secretary. But, and you know, you had, do have a hesitation about that because it's so, the last experience of the front line was quite full on. Was there any part of you that had any relief when you didn't win, where you were just like, you know what, fuck this. I'm tired. I mean, you. I definitely felt at least I'm no longer a target. Yeah. Um, it's bullying, right? It was bullying. The sun, every... And there's only so much you can take of that, surely. I mean, they didn't want me to win, but, you know, overwhelmingly, obviously, I wish I'd won. Um, yeah. Oddly enough, the stress at the time, I just felt it was part of the job. And it's only looking back on it. You see the level of... Yeah, uh, yeah. It almost feels more stressful in retrospect than it felt at the time. Justine would disagree well, with that. Once you're in it, you've just got but to do like, it. Well, once you're in it, you've got to do it. I think that's basically it. You think, well, nobody forced me to do this. I wanted to do it. I know the reason I'm doing it. The cause is what's driving me forward to make the country fair, and you know, I think I can do a better job than Cameron. And therefore, that's sort of what made it, what drove me forward. And then it's when you then think back on it, you think. Oh, God. Did you need therapy after it? Like, to be able to kind of... I've definitely had therapy both before and after it, actually. Oh, right, well... Uh, um, But, like, to be able to kind of understand, to compute... Yeah, and I think that's why going back into the front line is quite anxiety-making. Yeah, right. Because the experience of last time was, like, you know, I ate a sandwich in a particular way and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, so yeah, I think it's, um, it's definitely hard. And you, know, there are definitely sacrifices involved in being a frontline politician. But I, I didn't. Re- I never thought afterwards. Oh, I want to go off and work for Facebook, or you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> whatever. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film. If only in theaters May seventeenth. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You've had a bit of time to mull this over, Ed. And, you know, you've done a few deflection... Ta- I can see this, but now I need you to answer. Start You're putting a main me on pudding. the spot. Well, I mean, you've had half an hour and you've had a meal. Yeah. And we've chatted about a few things. And has, you know, what are you going to do? It doesn't have to be, you okay. know... Okay. Spring... I'm going Chinese. Oh! Spring rolls. Yeah. Uh, can I... Peking, peking take- dumplings. Love... Yeah. Uh, what? Pancakes or Dumplings. Dumplings. Where'd you get? I've never had a Peking no. dumpling. What, a peeping, well, peeking duck dumpling? No, no, it's like a Peking dumpling with okay. like a sort of stuff inside. Where'd I, you get? Is well, there a particular it's because I have or? this memory. No, I have this memory of, of being with my dad in um, America and going to... It was such an good amazing Chinese thing food, to yeah. go out and have... And Chinese food was well, like after, good in America. After cold uh, tomato pasta. Uh, after cold <laughs> tomato pasta. And so... You know, it was such a treat to go to... It was called the Hunan Restaurant. And to go... I think it was in Watertown, Massachusetts. Waltham, Massachusetts. So, spring rolls and Peking dumplings. Mushu chicken. I don't know that. Mm. So, mushu is like a you, pancake. You're going full... Um, I'm going full... Well, full is Chinese. Is this starter still? Or are we on main now? No, this is main. Okay. And it was like... Um, it would remind me of my dad. This is mm. why I'm choosing it. Uh, and it would be sort of... It's very thin pancakes... With a bit of sort of soy sauce or something, and then this—it was sort of chicken and bean stuff. It's not very sophisticated, but chicken and bean sprouts and stuff. And it definitely reminded me of my childhood. That's sort of the main, and maybe yeah. a veggie or two, um, because I'm sort of now an adult. Mm. And um, oh God, and then the pudding. What do I choose for pudding? You like a sweet tooth? Not so much, actually. Um, like a chocolate cake. Okay. Not very Chinese. No, that's fine though. But like a particular chocolate cake, you get like a. T- uh, is there somewhere in your area that you love a chocolate cake? A homemade mm. birthday chocolate cake? Is My mother good? used to make a really good chocolate cake. A Sasha tort? No. no, just a rather plain chocolate cake. So that's my choice. Drink? Mm. Some nice white wine. Mm-hmm. Now, the climate change, all of... Oh, it, it, uh, sorry. <laughs> good segue. Good segue. No, because I was just about have you changed the way you eat now that you know you are you're watching your footprint are you watching yeah mm. have you changed it or Do not you still are have you have beans from kenya or are you more flexitarian now i'm more flexitarian i don't really eat that much red meat but that's partly and this is maybe an argument about the climate thing which is it's partly a health thing mm-hmm. that you should eat less I think we all do meat. now don't we do you think we do yeah, but have you kind of made? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I try to. I try to. I, I think. But if I think this is my point about climate is that you can do good things for the climate, and it can also benefit you in the rest of your mm-hmm, life. Mm-hmm. You know. Have you met Greta? Healthy. I have met Greta. She mm. did an event at the House of Commons. Amazing. What's she like? You know, Impressive. pretty charismatic and uncompromising in a good way. Yeah. I mean, she forced Michael Gove to say she was the his conscience or something. Um, no, she's she's, got one. Well, indeed, yeah. He discovered it. Um, uh, no, she's pretty impressive, isn't she? That's why you see about young people. 
Yeah, she's inspirational. But, I mean, I heard that lots of young people got, got very anxious when she was talking about climate change because they thought that, you know, catastrophe was coming. Well, I think it is quite important to, say to, to be able to say, we can do this. Yeah. Not, it's, it's all hopeless and yeah. terrible. I think that is important. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, because otherwise people feel a sense of hopelessness. But I think this point about meat is interesting because... You see, I think the climate argument is not just... I sometimes say Martin Luther King didn't say, I have a nightmare. He said, I have a dream. Yeah, that's true. And we're very good at saying, I have a nightmare. Okay, in the nightmare, you've got to be told the truth about how bad it could be and so on. But you've also got to say, look, we can do better as a society. You know, we can have better insulated homes, mm. better ways of getting around, better public transport, better walking and... So- you know, cycle lanes... Well, I think it... Well, cycle lanes definitely make me feel more... Secure. Yeah. You don't want to be on a road with a like massive bus in the same lane. Well, you can be, but I, I become more confident. There is this proficiency training. Also, you can do free. Yeah. At least in Canada. Can I just tell you? I'm going to be. I might not look it, but I'm going to be seventy. You in, are not in October. I do yeah. not well, believe it. Came, was I don't in, believe quick it. Quick enough. Yeah, I don't think I want to cycle. I saw you with my generation. Oh, I do. Oh, you're such a schmoozer. You're not schmoozer. I do know what schmoozer is, and I'm definitely not a schmoozer. I'm a truth teller. Uh, no, I'm old. Well, maybe maybe cold water swimming then. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> right. god! Imagine the women's in the cold water. The women's the women's pond in. in my friend like Sue a, swims there every day. Ah. Let's shout out to Sue. Sue, Sue. Yeah, Sue yeah. Leifer. Sue yeah. Leifer. Shout out to yeah, Sue Leifer. She swims there every day. You see? Yeah. What about going with Sue? No. I live in Clapham. I'm not going to up there. Do you want some more of this? Oh, go on then, yeah. Um, uh, I'm not actually a big drinker. This is, like, this is like more than I would ever normally drink. Um, <laughs> and uh, so goodness knows what's going to happen. This is like an eaten mess. It looks but fantastic. It's a Middle Eastern one. I mean, Eaton Mess is very appropriate, if I may say oh. so. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, Mum! Uh, that's very good. I mean, that is Thai politics. Yeah, really. wow, Mum! Uh, thank you so much. Thank you. Did you get the bottom bit? What was the bit well, at the bottom? The bottom is sumac and pomegranate molasses. Did, did Ed get any of that at the I bottom? Hope so. I, I don't think know. I did. It not, looks great. I'll, get, I'll give him some. Um, this looks fantastic. So, wow. I'm coming it's here. Am I allowed again? I'm allowed to come here yeah. again. This That's is the delicious. Thing. Is it, darling? When we Tell do me. our cold water swimming together, Lenny. <laughs> What's what about your podcast? Talk about. Let's talk about your mm. podcast. So, how how's it going? Did you feel like that I was a way my, for I you to my, show your personality? I love my podcast. 193, I think we did today. Um, thank you. I took a few months, a few weeks off for the general election, but we've basically done one a week since 2017. I think there's something about the... You must feel this. You both must feel this too. There's something about the format, which it's just totally different, isn't it, than an interview? Yeah. You know, when I go on the Today programme or whatever, it's sort of, it's got a kind of tire. let's be honest, it's quite, it can be quite tiresome. It's not We've all, also got two minutes to get your... A very few, a very short amount of time to get your point across. You sort of feel under, I don't know, you know, it, 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 look, it's important scrutiny and I don't want to sort of disparage it, but... There's something about the podcast format. Even the BBC people who do podcasts, like Nick Robinson and others, they're completely different on their podcasts, and they are. maybe that's natural. But Jeff and I really love it. And, you know, I when I lost after 2015, I mean, losing an election, I wouldn't sort of recommend it, really. Um, you feel do feel quite lost. I felt quite lost. And 
I kind of thought, well, how do I take my ideas forward? I don't know how to do it. Then Jeff Lloyd came to me and said, why don't we? he actually came to somebody who worked, used to work for me, saying, I've got this preposterous idea that Ed and I could do a podcast together. Did you know each other at all? He'd interviewed me in the 2015 general election, where he asked whether I'd ever done a Mooney. Um, uh, no, that was the answer. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and not I even said, now you do cold water swimming. Well, I'm not, not not a sort of not a kind of aggressive Mooney. Uh, and I then and then so we I said, oh well, let's just do a pilot and see how it goes. And then I kind of thought, oh, this is really good. Yeah, I, I think for you, it must have shown you were free to show your personality. Show your wit, your opinions in full. And I suppose the interesting question is, why was it so hard to do that when I was leader? Oh, I think that's unfair on you, actually. I think it's hard to do because that's not your role to show that your personality. I mean, some people have got away with it, just living on their personality. You had to please so many people. And, like, you know, there's so many cooks in a kitchen, I presume, when you're running for lead uh, yeah and, and also you're so conscious of the sort of daily mail and so on you know mm. if you say a word out of place are people going to say mm. is it going to be distorted mm. and that's a problem i think you should i think once i should have been less conscious of you know am i going to say the wrong thing it makes you too it made me too buttoned up i think this is so nice. Yeah, no, it is, it's, it's not difficult, honestly. I know, that's what everybody no, great cook isn't. says. No, you could do this very easily, I think. Yeah. Really? But I want, I, I mean... It's mascarpone and creme fraiche. And then I, mean, I cut wow. up all the, the, the things. It's really great. And some rose water. I can't taste the rose very much. No, but I, I'm, I don't want too much rose. Could you taste any rose? No, but that was okay. It's really Please good, have some more. So, so the book's out. The podcast carries on. Mm-hmm. You're back on the front line. Mm. Well, front bench. Mm-hmm. Front, kind of like a front line. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, Ed's having a little second. Oh, we love God. this. Do you know, this is someone with a good appetite. It makes you very happy. Do you feel... So nice. Do you feel... And I'm not a massive dessert person. <laughs> no, oh, mind. yeah, they always say that. Like, do you feel happy, fulfilled, satisfied with where you are at... Oh, in your a career, difficult question, Jesse. Well, I just feel that really? is such a good is it, question. Is it? I don't know. I feel. Do you? I mean, it was a leading question because I feel like the answer you is must. yes. Yeah, you've learnt to ride the bike. You've written this book. You're going back into kind of frontline front front politics. You know, the interesting thing is, my immediate reactions I think about that is, I think I've got a fantastic wife and two lovely kids, yeah. and you know, I was in on the street with my son Sam the younger one uh, the other day and this woman passed me and said I really wish you were prime minister mate mm. and carried on Aww. well you know what but though but it made what I then said to him I then had this discussion with him and I said it kind of would have been pretty crap for you if I'd been prime minister mm. wouldn't it and he goes yeah definitely oh, your little boy um and so it would have been awful. It would have been. Can you imagine? Do you remember how Tony Blair's kids like oh. got it? Oh, they had a really I mean, hard it's time. So hard, isn't it? If you're young, so you know. I think what I feel most happy about is my family and and the relationship I have with them. And you know, I, I often think that when I was leader, I was sort of present but absent. Well, I was absent, and then even when I was present, <laughs> I was absent. And so, 
you know, I think the book, you know, I really care about the book and ideas and, you know, I think the big change we did in the country and I sort of haven't given up. And I think that's really important and that's why I'm still in it and why I'm still doing what I'm doing. And I'm happy to be on the front bench and doing the podcast and all of that. And But I feel most blessed and lucky by, with my family, actually. Mm. Um, last question, Ed. Last question? Is it over already? Yeah, already? I'm sorry. I'm it's just, just like getting flies. into the mess. So Man United get to your listeners know. Eight o'clock. So it's about getting kicked out with other Man United games. You can stay you and can watch. Stay Lenny is want. like clock watching. <laughs> eight minutes to eight. This she is, is like, so rude, isn't it? But Sorry. no, and she's not actually apologetic. Not apologetic. We have, we have I don't night. think you should be apologetic. No, it might be our big night. It might not. It yeah. might be a big disaster. It's been a big be a night. Big We've night. had bloody Ed Miliband here. It could still be a big night. an enormous night, 26th um, of May. I, um, not as big a night as when we go cold water swimming together. <laughs> <let you. laughs> All right, that tricycle. Um, two questions. Tandem. <laughs> Tandem. Tandem. I wouldn't mind. Naked. Naked, no. I oh, think Jesus not Christ. Now we're pushing it, Alice. <laughs> I mean, I, I hear your kind offer to me, Lenny, but I, re- I, re- <laughs> I, re- I reject it. Naked. Lenny and I naked on a tandem. I don't think we would no, do much for my image. No, I don't think image. we're doing that. No, I think not. No. It would make the bacon sandwich look like a walk in the park. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, on to this. Do you think you've got good table manners, Ed Miliband? I don't know. I mean, you'd have to tell me that. I think you do. Look, he had seconds. That's a That's good appetite. You're, you're, in. you're in. I mean, it was totally genuine, the seconds. I, I hope so. And lastly... Go on. Karaoke song. Ooh. Would you if you had to? Karaoke. Have you? I'm sure at Labour, I Labour I've done conferences. It with, I've done it with Jeff, actually. I've done it with Jeff really? and Sarah. Um, his, his, Why? Um, Where were good. you? They took me to a sort of karaoke bar. Why did they? don't know. <laughs> not we really need... me, the karaoke thing. And what did you sing? Yikes, I can't even remember. Sarah, his wife, does an incredible, um, you know, Billy Joel, was it We Didn't Start the Fire? Oh, yeah. Okay, so you didn't sing? You did sing, but you can't remember or you're just sing, not going to tell I'm us. just blotting it out, I think. Are you a ballads man or a... <sighs> hip-hop fan do you like music do you listen to music 80s crap music sort of dad rock aha I I think oh I must have done Take On Me oh Oh. my god yeah I did Take On Me that's a good one for a leader I did it on The Last Leg have you not seen The Last Leg um, what that you sang oh I love The Last Leg I sang it on The Last Leg I mimed it on The Last Leg with all the bloody instruments oh my god well in order to rescue my political career after I lost the election (laughs) (laughs) yeah honestly with Josh Widdicombe and what Yes, yes, what? yes. Well, I did it How solo, did it? actually. I did all the instruments. It went well. Honestly. <laughs> it went viral. It was, like, it was my life. <laughs> Jesse was the high point of my career and you've, like, missed it. Fuck, I'm so sorry. And I'm, they got me to eat a bacon sandwich in a black leather jacket. Oh, my God. On a motorcycle because they wanted to change the sort of Google searches to have me sort of looking cool. No, it's a good picture. Good. Seriously. Anyway, so, uh-huh. Yeah, I think I think take on me. <laughs> sorry, say it again. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, take on me. Anyway, nice. you see, there you go. Edmund Ballard, it's been such a pleasure to chat to you. We could have you here for hours. Oh, but you've got <laughs> the Man United. <laughs> but you can't. I'm here, Just so you know, listeners, I am getting kicked out because oh. because in five minutes it's Man United versus Vill, Vill, Villarreal. Villarreal. I didn't even know the, where it was. In the Europa yeah. League. Finals, yeah, and that is much more important. It has been really lovely. It's been lovely. I'm Thank incredibly so grateful for the invitation. 
literally, you've pushed him out the door. Now read what he's written in your can thing. Can read? Now bear, bear in mind, he said he doesn't usually drink this much and I think right. he was on his third glass. To Lenny, with grateful thanks for a fantastic evening and look forward to the cold water, brackets, naked, swimming, much love, Ed. I mean, that could have just won him the election. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, Mum is literally not doing the outro with me. <laughs> She's pushed Ed Miliband out the door. I, don't, I think he said, can't I watch the football with you? And she said, no, you won't enjoy it. And pushed him out the fucking door. Um, Ed Miliband, what a gent. What a brilliant man. Go and get, go big. And yeah, thank you for such a thought-provoking, wonderful, really honest chat that he just gave us. It may have been the three glasses of wine, but I still appreciate it, Ed Miliband. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to everybody. Uh, Mum, do you want to say goodbye? Thanks so much. Lenny says bye. Thank you for listening. The music you've heard on Table Manners is by Peter Duffy and Pete Fraser. Table Manners is produced by Alice Williams.